0: Breaking down all the plays and getting you in the action. We've got you covered all season long. Welcome to the BCSN Nation podcast powered by Marco's
1: Pizza. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into season two, episode number 13 here of the BCSN Nation podcast powered by Marco's Pizza. Thank you so much for stopping by today. We've moved on here in the High school playoffs here, 2023 high school football season, week three. So let's take a look back at round two. Mike Robb, what's your favorite moment from round two of the playoffs?
0: You know, you can't get better than watching Anthony Wayne beat up on, uh, on, uh, on Avon Lake. That was such a big game right there for, uh, for Northwest Ohio. But uh, more importantly, Anthony Wayne, you know, uh, finally fighting through the first, second round. Getting through, uh, beating through the Avon teams, I think that this is a a special year for them. All right, Justin?
2: Yeah, it's going to be ADW's first trip this far since 2016, Andy Brungard's first season at the helm. He's got three 11-win seasons if they're able to achieve a victory on Friday night. We'll get to more on that. My biggest moment from round two, a reminder that football is not easy and games and wins don't come easy Example, Exhibit A, Defiance at Central Catholic. Central Catholic has been told, oh, you went from D2 to D3. It's going to be a cakewalk all the way through to Canton, but that's not the case. And Coach Greg Dempsey said, hey, good football teams who have won seven, eight, nine, ten 10 games in the regular season or win that first-round playoff game and get to those numbers, Defiance is a good team. They know how to win. They're going to compete. Everybody is taking their best shot at the big dogs, those top seeds. So a reminder to everybody that. Wins don't come easy
1: in sports. No, they don't. That was a good game last week between Defiance and Central Catholic. We'll have more on that game. And then coming up, what Central Catholic has this week, coming up later on today's show. But coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about some of our local area teams that were not able to move on into this round of the playoffs last week following their losses. we have also going to be teasing our student section of the season. we got something cooking up with that here very soon. We've also got our Game of the Week preview, which is Central Catholic versus Mansfield Senior. And much more. More coming up on today's show. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the BCSN Nation podcast powered by Marco's Pizza Wednesdays at 4 p.m. on BCSN. And you can listen to us throughout the week on our audio podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and bcsnnation.com slash podcast. Also, make sure you check us out on social media. We've got all kinds of content going out every single day, especially here in the post season. You don't want to miss it. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at BCSN Sports. Give us a follow and tune in to our content. All right. Let's get into our first game that we had happen last week. <sighs> Perrysburg. At Olentangy Berlin last week, Perrysburg, they had been struggling over the course of the, the the latter end of the regular season, but they got a huge win over Whitmer in the postseason, got the opportunity to go up against Olentangy Berlin last week.
0: They fell 23-7. to 7. Mike Robb, what do we see out of Perrysburg last week in that matchup? A you know, young football team, really well-coached football team as well, and, and one thing that I like is that they, they never stop Adolin all season long and I think that's the important thing to learn about you know some of these teams in the area and especially for Perrysburg with a young quarterback trying to restart this thing restart with a new running back system Connor Walden, Zach Zimmerley gone you know you got to re- re-up at the beginning uh, in, in the interior of your offense and if you want to be a good successful football team you got to run the ball and that's exactly what they tried to do like this year they threw the ball a little bit more than I expected I'd hope to see Seney some more at running back next year because he's physical and I and I liked what he brought to the offense. So um with him and Oros, well obviously with without Oros, um I, I think that they can do some special things next year. But uh this year, I mean Brewster was too much and, and Conrad, I mean, these guys had a lot going on for Berlin and they were a battle tested team.
2: Yeah, it's the nature of high school football where you have kids who graduate and come through the system and majority of your playing times coming from juniors and seniors. And eventually they moved on and the freshmen and sophomores move up. And in some schools and programs, it's easier to replace those guys. And when you're talking about a division one program, just the population size of that Perrysburg area, they have a tendency to plug and play. And people who got a little bit of playing time, get medium playing time. People will get medium playing time, get big time playing yeah. time. And that is what they were successful in. And what I took away from this guys was, the post game comments from Coach Dirk Connor. He said he's yes, he's disappointed in the loss, but he was refreshed in the sense that they realized that losing in the second round was their floor. Like that's the expectation to, mm-hmm. to get into the postseason, get a victory, challenge and compete, and that's not their ceiling. They didn't right. overachieve. They did not achieve to their expectations. So. That is what I would take away if I'm Perrysburg, knowing that, hey, we have a foundation here that was built by Matt Kriegel in the 15-plus years prior to Dirk Conner replacing him. But this is what they expect to do year in and year out, and I think that they came up short a little bit during the regular season in some key matchups that led them to the seed in which they got that forced them to go on the road not once but twice in those first two rounds.
1: Mike Rob, what are some individual things that Perrysburg could address moving forward next year to potentially
0: make it farther and have a stronger second half of their season moving forward? Well, I think it starts with the confidence at the quarterback position. I think now that Josh Tackett has a year up underneath him, he can go forward, taking the offseason, locking in on the things he needs to focus on, like seeing coverages a little bit more and, 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 and just making smarter decisions. Not that he made a lot of bad decisions, but you know you want to get better from week to week, from year to year, and that's what we saw from this football team. And I think it starts up front with them. They're going to be bringing back Dom Woods. I mean, another special uh, player out there. They're going to lose their big play wide receiver, but they're going to lock and load again. Like I said, their freshman team went undefeated. Their JV team had a really good season. So there is a lot of talent in the cupboards here for Perrysburg. A lot of positives moving forward for Perrysburg next year. They had a great season, and it
1: was a pleasure to watch them on the gridiron this year. Let's move on to another game that happened last week, another local area team, the Southview Cougars. Last week, they fell to Olmstead Falls in a 35-28 to 28 game. This was a very entertaining game to watch. Uh, Southview had a really fun offense to watch. Uh, Emmett Lamb had a incredible TD to start that game last week. Offense played really, really well, Justin, but it seemed the defense wasn't able to stand up to the task there as they fell to Olmstead Falls.
2: Yeah, and talking to Coach Steve Hardy for Southview all season long, he he believed in the defense's ability to stop the run, but I think they ran into an Olmstead Falls team who was the best running team that Southview had faced all season long, and that makes sense being in the second round of the postseason, and, and Olmstead Falls being a, a five seed and uh, playing now a nine and three record through 12 weeks, and they just had a little too much. I really, like you said, a very entertaining game back and forth. I loved how Southview battled, and all of their players and coaches said the same thing. They didn't just, okay, go down by 14 and tuck their tails and say, hey, we made a good good run. They, they battled till the end. It was their first playoff win in week one in 15 years. They ended up going eight and four, and those four losses are to top-tier teams Three Division One teams, and then Olmstead Falls, obviously a Division Two team in the postseason. Uh, The the only second guessing, I guess, you could do is in those last final seconds when they're trying to drive and either tie the game with a touchdown and a PAT or go for the win. I think Coach Hardy alluded to uh, going for the tie, kicking the PAT, and then figuring things out in overtime. But they go to Avery Offenberg, Will Mazies to Avery Offenberg twice, kind of do the fade route, just jump ball due to Avery Offenberg's basketball abilities to go up and get a rebound. So, you know, that second throw kind of sailed a little too far for for Mazies' sake. Uh, but again, I like how they battled, and I think they can learn a lot from it. But Mike Rob, you know that a lot of these guys, the playmakers yeah. that we've just talked about, not only just on this episode, but... Throughout the entire season, Emmett Lamb, senior; Zach Carter, senior; Avery Offenberg, senior; Isaac Sexton, senior. I mean, you're talking about high-caliber offensive weapons, and in some cases, you know, Isaac Sexton, the all-time school's leading rusher. So when they go bye-bye, you know, we talked about with Perry'sburg just a few moments ago. They're they're going to have to restock and figure out okay who deserves the opportunity now because they definitely have. Some big shoes to fill, but keeping in mind, I remember speaking to Emmett Lamb prior to the postseason you know, when they were freshmen. So four seasons ago, mm-hmm. you know, quite honestly, Southview was in the gutter, and they really didn't have any aspirations. Like, well, I don't want to strive to be the senior class that has one or two wins, kind of thing. We want to set our own path. Yeah. So hats off to the senior group of Southview Cougars who. Blazed their own path and they successfully laid the groundwork and the foundation for kids who are now freshmen and sophomores. Yeah. Say, hey, he, this is proven. They were on our team. They were in our school. Yeah. They got to the postseason. They got a four seed. They got two home games. Yeah. Let's go get that and then build upon it.
0: Right. I agree with you. You know, um, and, and and you look at it, and, and again, that's the key point that I was going to touch on how many seniors they're losing. And, and this group has been together. A lot of them played varsity since of freshman year. And and uh, and and that's going to be an issue for next year. You know, no no doubt about it. You know, you're gonna you can't look around it and, and say that you know uh, they want to go further with this football team because of the talent that they had at the top. Um, so now they're gonna to have to rebuild this thing all the way up. I mean, losing some of these players that you mentioned. You know, uh, th- those are generational players for a football program. And, uh, and and hey, it's next man up. So next year, hopefully, those JV guys are ready to roll. Does the team look similar next year or does the, the system not. change? The, the team doesn't look the same at all. I mean, you, you're losing Carter. I mean, you're losing some some serious studs, you know, Emmett Lamb. You know, you're losing guys uh, that you can't replace and that you just won't right. find in the hallways. So uh, they're going to have to find their, what their identity is. And that's the beautiful thing about the offseason. You got several months to get this thing straight and figure out who you are and what you want to be. And, and that's what the coach's job is.
1: It's been a really good time watching Southview this year and and watching Isaac Sexton, as you mentioned, you know, just absolutely tearing it up on the ground. It's been a really, really good time. Southview, we will see how you do next year. And congratulations on such a successful season this year. Let's move on to another game that happened last week. Napoleon at Cleveland Glenville. Napoleon last week unfortunately we're not really able to stand up to glenville and and it was a tall order in the first place with that game it was a 34 to 7 game at halftime they really weren't able to get anything going on the offense or the defensive side talking about napoleon there but even getting to that point i think was was a a really good step for napoleon in that in that season that we had here
0: yeah napoleon had a great season i mean just obviously you you didn't know what to expect when you watched him week one lose the defiance you're like man like what's Napoleon got going on, you know, uh, Coach Sweary trying to get this thing figured out. But as the season went on, you know, they found out that they had a really special weapon in, in Trey Rubenstein, and then also Espinosa kind of picked up. And so you 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 go from watching this. Um, traditionally run balanced team to to now spreading it out a little bit, catching teams off guard, being able to run the play action pass a little bit more, you know, and uh, and being a little bit more uh, confident. So I'm, I'm super excited about what Napoleon has done all season long. And uh, Trey Rubenstein's coming back, you know, so uh, that's, that's a uh, one key player that i uh, I'm got my eye on uh, for, you know, a player of the year type candidate, you know, so uh, they do have a piece around them that they can build upon. So uh, now now that they got the confidence, you um, I feel, I feel confident about them. I mean, you can't worry about the Glenville loss. That team is just full of yeah. four or five stars all over the place. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've been fantastic. They're the defending Division Four state champs and yeah. Napoleon. Tomato, tomato, Rubenstein, Rubenstein. I believe yeah. it's Rubenstein, so we want to get it right. Give him yeah. credit because he's had a great season. It's one of those things where I do the highlight show on Friday night at 11 o'clock, it's I said that kid's name so many times times. over and over and over. He had special plays within our trifecta segment, the three best plays of the night. Uh, He had the one-handed interception against Southview in week 10. He's just a a supreme athlete and a gifted uh, DNA in the sense of he can make spectacular plays look routine. And that is not across the board at the high school level. So Napoleon lost four straight then won five straight, got to the de facto Cardinal Division Championship within the NLL at Southview. That was a BCSN Game of the Week. Southview, you know, speaking to what Napoleon did all season long. Southview, if memory serves me correctly, had a twenty to nothing lead, and then uh, Napoleon came yeah. back in that second half and made it a ball game, made it a game into that fourth quarter, and then Southview came up with an interception late to seal the deal. But uh, Napoleon lost that game to Southview, but bounced back and got a, a road win in the postseason, and then went on the road again to Cleveland, Glenville, and, and came up short. But yeah, hats off to them they had a, a great season, six wins, and Coach Tyler Swerry uh, in his second year taking the progressive steps. I'm a big proponent of don't just go from you know two and eight to eight and two, and then you fall in the toilet again. I, I appreciate people and coaches and coaching staffs and programs that build and build and build and take those necessary steps to get to the ultimate prize, whatever that may be, a, a division championship, a league championship, a regional championship, or a state championship from the for the premier programs who have built success. Quite honestly, if you look at some of the programs who win state championships, Mike Rob, mm-hmm. it, it's tradition rich, not just a flash in the pan type of teams. It's People who have had coaching staffs or head coaches at that school for a number of years, a number of years, and they are perennial. There's a reason why they're perennial, not just, "eh, yeah, we had a good year. They're solidified, bona fide programs that get all the way to Canton and hold that trophy at the end of the
0: year. Yeah, you don't you don't just build a state championship, you know, you you mean you just don't make it to a state championship. You gotta build it, you know, right. and uh, and it takes years and years. Of, of trying to figure out that, that right formula to get to that point. And when you have every, all the pieces ready, that means you got the players as well. You know, um, coaching matters a lot, but um, it, it's, it's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmies and Joe's. So you ain't got the Jimmies and Joe's. It don't matter neither. You know, so is. you got to figure it out. Yes. Congratulations to Napoleon on such a good
1: season. We look forward to seeing what you're able to do next season on the field. All right, let's jump in now to our clip of the week. Alright, welcome into our Clip of the Week here on the BCSN Nation Podcast, powered by Marcos Pizza. The Clip of the Week brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. Checking out this clip from last week, Central Catholic took down Defiance, 41-26. to And it all started here on the first play of the game. Jacob Spears taking the kickoff return back to the touchdown.
0: Mike what are we seeing here? You know, you start the game off, you know, you want to kick it to a guy in the front of the line, like say, okay, you know, maybe he's not as explosive as the guy deep back, you know, Watson and company. But then you kick it to this guy here, and and, and maybe you just didn't know, Jacob Spears, you know, just a a, a low 10 runner in the 100, probably won the state championship later on this year in track. Uh, Yeah, that's him right there, you know. So you got to know your personnel, and and when you kick the ball to a guy like that and you start the game off – In in the hole, I mean, it's got to hurt in a big way. Uh, Central Catholic offense got two touchdowns before the offense even touched the field. So uh, special teams being special. He only needed one block. Just watching that over and over again. Mm -hmm. He just
2: needed one block. He found a seam, so it wasn't the greatest coverage from Defiance. And he just got the ball and went straight. It's not like he weaved and zigzagged and all this. The block's coming up here, right there, right there. And then he cleared the path and then used that speed. And nobody helping out on the backside. Uh, he, I love the downfield blocking, but he only needed one and busted loose of 65 yards. Heck of a way to start the season yes. in the scarlet, all scarlet unis, by the way. I'm loving that look for the Irish.
0: Yeah, I think that's number two right there. Not sure if that's uh, Kevin Arnold, I want to say, with the block there. And, uh, and those two played junior high football together. So, nice reunion uh, out there on the there field. There it is.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, Mike Rob. Are they one-upping Toledo here with the two TDs before Yeah, their offensive yeah, in the absolutely. They
0: said, hey, the Rockets can get one off the off the kick. Hey, we'll get one and we'll do another one, you know. Uh, so it, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. I'm sure the Rockets are looking at this guy saying, who is he? Absolutely. We might need to uh, replace Jacquez Stewart later on down the line with this young man. <laughs> I, I love seeing games to start off like this. Well, I love it and
1: I hate it because for my job, I'm clipping you know these highlights and I'm putting them out on social media. And oftentimes, by the time I even get to it, there's three of these that have already happened. I'm like, come on, can you slow down?
0: Just <laughs> don't do it as fast for me. Starting the game off with special teams, you know, uh, it, it, it's it's a big upper for them. And for Central Catholic, they absolutely needed this to, to get this thing going because defiance. They brought their A game. Yes, and we'll talk a little bit more about that here coming up soon on the show. All right, if you want to see more
1: highlight clips like this, make sure to check us out on our TikTok. It's at BCSN Sports. Like I said, we post clips like this every single Friday night. You don't want to miss it. Always some good stuff to see there. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk real quick here. We've got our football games that happen throughout this season. We've also got our student sections. And coming up here very, very soon is our student section of the season. This is a look at all the schools who got a win in the student section of the week this year. So, make sure you pay close attention to our social media and to BCSN this week. You may see who is coming away with the student section of the season. And next week, we will talk about it here on the show. We'll show some cool stuff for who came away with the belt for the season. All right, right let's keep do- the belt.
2: They keep the belt, too. Oh, and that belt is legit. So, it travels around all those 10 schools during the regular season, but the winner... Student section of the season keeps Ooh. that belt, displays it proudly and gladly and happily in the
1: school hallways. So tune in to BCSN later this week. Yes, and Mike Rob, you, you might, you're not going to have the belt on our Friday, then probably, right?
0: Yeah, it's probably unfortunate <laughs> that the belt won't be in the studio. I can be able to cut any more promos. You know, we won't be able to do any wrestling promos, but you know what? <laughs> We'll get to see the student section of the of the season be able to do some promos for us, so we exactly. expect you guys to show up in a big way. So S S O T S, yes. Make sure you hashtag, Bam. please. There we go.
1: All right, let's move into some games we got coming up this week. Here we got a bunch to talk about. Here, talking about, let's see here. We got Bluffton versus Ottawa Hills this week. They're gonna be playing that game at Napoleon here. The Pirates pitched a shutout last week, 38 to nothing over Winford, and the Green Bears battled for a 28-21 win over Colonel Crawford last week. Justin, what are we looking at in this matchup here?
2: Ottawa Hills is going to have their hands full, uh, dating back to the BCSN game of the week. I believe it was week four, Whiteford out of Michigan at Ottawa Hills. That was the only blemish on Ottawa Hills' resume. But this team in Bluffton is clear-cut the best team that Ottawa Hills has faced since... That Whiteford game, they can't get down behind the eight ball. Uh, They had too many turnovers, uh, couldn't convert on some third downs, did Ottawa Hills in their game last week against Colonel Crawford. So they got to play, you can't say mistake-free football because when you're going against top-caliber teams, that's bound to happen. In the game of sports, it's going to happen. But they can't dig themselves as big of a hole as they did against Colonel Crawford because bluffing is, is just too good.
1: Ottawa Hills, Mike Robb, what are we thinking?
0: You know, we we need uh, no turnovers. You need, you know, effectiveness on third down, and those are the key things here that uh, Coach Carter and his crew is going to have to focus on is, you know, staying above the change, you know, not falling behind, uh, using Pirelli, and the main thing is they're not healthy like they want to be at this point in time in the season. So them trying to be healthy and, and, and just trying to manage the clock, I don't think you try to do anything different. Chase Miller does a fantastic job. Getting the ball around, you got Anderson, the company out there. You just got to make sure you protect the football and do not turn it over and give it to this Bluffton football team. This is one of their better teams they've had in, in about two decades.
1: It's going to be really interesting to see this play here. I feel like every week when I'm watching Ottawa Hills, they're always putting together some fantastic touchdown play. Chase Miller always involved in that. And I'm really looking forward to see if they're able to you know capitalize and do more of that coming up this week.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, look, this is a, a old-fashioned keep it on the ground, milk the clock, keep the ball away from Bluffton. They're explosive. Obviously, they play really good defense, but you got to make sure you get first downs. That is the key. I'm not a, I'm not afraid of this team not being able to score touchdowns because that's what they do. They get closer to the goal line and they score. So, all right. Well, let's move on. Here we
1: got some more games coming up. We got Anthony Wayne and Medina Highland. Anthony Wayne last week, Justin. Super high-powered offense over Avon Lake fifty nine to fourteen the win and Medina Highland last week coming off a twenty eight to seven win what are we looking at with this Anthony Wayne and Medina Highland matchup yeah in the early stages of that game against
2: Avon Lake it looked like it could be going back and forth but relied upon what I've said over over and over again is that defense from Anthony Wayne they'll find a way yes. they'll scheme it up they'll adjust mid game adjust at halftime and they did they scored fifty nine points allowed just fourteen. I believe the last time they gave up more than 14 points all the way back in mid-September did Anthony Wayne against Whitmer. So Anthony Wayne is peaking at the right time, playing their best ball, and they're taking on a Medina-Highland team. Uh, Some good teams coming out of Medina this year, Highland and Buckeye. But uh, Anthony Wayne is the two seed. They earned every bit of it. They played a strong schedule. Uh, they relied upon the difficult schedule within the NLL playing against those uh, Division I teams and Division II teams. So Anthony Wayne is battle tested. They're, they're set. Uh, I would say that if they lose this game, it should be a disappointment based on what they've done on paper, what they've done on the field, and what they've done preparation wise.
0: Grant Kenny. Yes. This is what it's about. You know, he's going to have to step up again, you know, find him, uh, you know, sharp. You know, these guys are going to have to uh, come out here and bring their A game. I think it's more so just about being comfortable. They've been in pressurous situations all season long. I think they're built for the moment. Um, and, and this is just their moment. This is their time. You know, a neutral site game. Anthony Wayne coming on the road trying to figure something out. I, I really like this team going forward. And, again, they're always coached extremely well. So it's that's why they've always had that dark horse factor for me because no matter what situation you put this team in, there's always an answer when you're talking about Coach Brungard. Well, it's a good
1: thing that you've had him as your dark horse all season long because when you have multiple big plays that happen in each game for Anthony Wayne last week, so many big plays. Kenny responsible for five touchdowns, a punt return touchdown for Sharp, Braden Gardner with a pick six. I mean, when you go back and you watch the highlights from that game, it's just chunk play after chunk play for Anthony Wayne. They can do that again this week. We should be looking pretty
0: good. Yeah, and and it's, again, when you have a quarterback that runs the football well in the playoffs, that's what will break a team's back. You know, you break a spirit, you know, third and eight, third and six, you're trying to, you know, stop you know, you know, the, 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 secondary from, from, uh, you know, busting the coverage. Then you just see quarterbacks sprinting down the sideline for 15, 20 yards. And then he doesn't go out of bounds and then he stay in bounds to keep the clock going. <laughs> and then you're like, man, like, what do you do to stop this guy again? It, it just comes down to great coaching that, that this team is always extremely prepared for what's ever next. And I, and I like their guys up front. We got to give some cadence cars. We'll love to and some Dylan Robinson. Yes. Good stuff
1: out of Anthony Wayne. We'll see how that matchup goes up this week. Friday night, 7 o'clock on the BCSN Now app. Let's jump in now to our Game of the Week preview. All right, welcome into our Game of the Week preview, brought to you by Dunn Chevy in Oregon, here on the BCSN Nation podcast, powered by Marco's Pizza. This week, host of Game Day Tailgate, Friday night, 7 o'clock on the BCSN Now app. We got the number one ranked Central Catholic 12-0, and 0. And the four-seed, Mansfield Senior, 10-2 and two at Clyde Central Catholic. Like we mentioned before, a big, strong win, pulling away in that second half against Defiance last week. And Mansfield Senior putting up 55 points on Rocky River. Justin, what are we looking at here?
2: Yeah, so 15 wins in a row last year. Win a state title. 12 wins in a row this year. I can do that math. 15 plus 12. 27 wins in a row for <laughs> Central Catholic. They get tested. We alluded to it earlier in the podcast here. Got tested by Defiance. I think that could pay dividends. Just a little, Coach J- uh, Jalen Watson, the star uh, player for Central Catholic, headed to be an Iowa Hawkeye next year. He said, yes, for him personally and for some of his teammates, it was a wake up call that, hey, we got to come out. And he said it was a lackadaisical effort during practices last week. And he said, hey, this week we corrected that. It starts in practice, that leads into Friday night lights. So, They got that piece to the puzzle for this game against Mansfield Senior, but Coach Greg Dempsey said, hey, Mansfield Senior is legit, a team that during Dempsey's tenure they had never gone against. This will be the first time, regular season or postseason, according to Coach Dempsey, that Central Catholic is taking on Mansfield Senior. So interesting element due to the length of time, two-plus decades, that Coach Greg has been there. But the fact that Central Catholic got tested, overcame it over defiance, and then they still got health, they got all their offensive linemen still intact. Jalen Watson, uh, Tyler Morgan, Marquand Braswell, uh, Terry Collins, just so many. You just list them off, and they've had great, great seasons. Michael Cannings defensively yeah. has been terrific. Uh, so they they have they have the juice. They got offensive defense. We just did the special teams running yes. back a kick. So, I mean, they got all three phases of the game uh, capable of, of – torching Mansfield in some capacity. So Central, again, is the one seed, should advance on.
0: Yeah, and you, you talk about the three phases of the game, and then there's a fourth, coaching. Ah, you know, yes. That, that phase of the game matters too. And then when you look at Mansfield Senior, you look at Chokey Bradley, you know, uh, who's their head coach. He was coach of the year for their conference. So, you know, they're playing really good football. They're being coached up extremely well. So Central Catholic, they can't just come out here and just not uh, lock in on, on what the task is at hand. You know, they're going to have to deal with a couple studs up front with Thomas and Smith, two uh, all-league guys um, that, that, that start on both sides of the football. Now that could cause them problems later down in the, in the game because Central Catholic don't have any linemen that go both ways. Maybe Canning might get, hop on the O-line every here and there. But they don't have anybody that go both ways, so that could be a trouble there for Mansfield. But they start out really fast. Again, their secondary is pretty, pretty good. They make a lot of plays, you know. Uh, this Mukes, he, he's got about three picks on the season and then one of their other top players is uh, Maurice Bradley you know who's got over 100 tackles this season a few tackles for loss a couple interceptions so defensively they're going to be sound and ready for Central Catholic but can they handle Central Catholic for four quarters and that is the difference for most teams is can you let Mark Knave and Williams lean on you for quarter after quarter Bankston and, and company this is tough two running backs they're good It's going to be really, really
1: interesting to see. We saw last week a really good game with Central Catholic. Game of the week this week with Central Catholic. Really excited to see how that plays out. Well, we got more games coming up, Justin, this week. Not as many as we have been as we get farther into the postseason. But what do we have going up this week?
2: Well, we obviously focus on high school football on Fridays, but we also got a volleyball state semifinal matchup with St. Ursula. The Arrows back in the state tournament for the first time. Since 2015, they're taking on Olentangy Orange. That will be on stream delay based on some OHSA regulations and guidelines and restrictions. BCSN can broadcast the game but via stream delay and then tape delay TV, so the Arrows will be on TV in some capacity. They win. They play on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Good luck to the Arrows. Central Catholic and Mansfield, we broke that one down. Anthony Wayne, Medina Highland broke that one down. Bluffton, Ottawa Hills, we broke that one down. Sandusky, Perkins, and Milan Edison, two of our BCSN Erie teams. Both one and two seeds. So, you know, if seeds hold, we uh, could have a number of teams still alive into the regional finals. This week is the regional semifinals, but regional
1: finals coming up next week. Yes, it's going to be really, really exciting to see. We're getting deeper and deeper into 2023 high school football postseason. Oh, we're really excited. Thank you for stopping by today on the podcast. Make sure you tune in next week for episode 14. That is going to be Wednesday, November 15th, 4 p.m. on BCSN. Listen to us throughout the week as well. We appreciate you all being here, and we'll see you next week. Peace.